This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground, up and running, and sounding great. Professional podcast production at extremely affordable rates. Do yourself a favor if you're thinking about doing a podcast, but you don't really have a whole lot of time to manage the editing, the posting of the show, and making it sound as good as possible. Uh, go to prettyeasypodcast.com because they'll help you do it at a great rate, and it doesn't matter what your show's about. It could be a sports show, a food show, business. It could be a show about extremely rare birds. Doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com, and they'll help you get your show off the ground, up and running, and sounding great today. Whatever your passion is, Pretty Easy Podcast is ready to help you enjoy it even more. Everybody has a podcast these days, right? Get in on the fun and go to Pretty Easy Podcast dot com today or just email them to get started at pretty easy podcasts at gmail.com pretty easy podcast making podcasting uh well pretty easy this is the future this is not the past the new xfl will kick off in 2020 is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of April 21st, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is... The XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week, New York and St. Louis got their head coaches slash general managers introduced. It's episode 65, two coaches, one week. And here we are, just two coaches away, slash general managers, from having a complete set of people in charge of these teams, not to mention team presidents. Oh my goodness, business is picking up on the road to 2020, guys. Fun week to talk about. A two for Bryant. Two. We we, we didn't get one for a while. We got two um, you know, in the same week. Uh, it was a good week for, for coaching news. Uh, a lot of good uh, intel also by Oliver Luck in terms of uh, everything that's been going on since the spring league and also during the spring league, I guess. So lot, lots to talk about. And and yeah, only two teams left. I'm still waiting for the LA coach, to be honest, too. Yeah. And, and apparently the uh, new St. Louis head coach, Jonathan Hayes, sounded like he was at the spring league. So if you had your eyeballs open, maybe you, you saw who the LA and Houston coaches were, because those are the next two up. We'll, we could begin speculation on those, but we're going to recap the signings and hirings of our two new head coaches and Kevin Gilbride and Jonathan Hayes today. We will also discuss some of what Oliver Luck said to the media and uh, also talk about some good juicy rumors that are out there and some fun social media stuff on the road to 2020. Welcome one and all. Thank you so much for subscribing and uh, following this in- increasingly fun and interesting uh, buildup to the kickoff in 2020 at XFL show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You could find us on all platforms, podcast platforms, and of course the Patreon on fire with so much bonus content. Jake, I know you recently wrote an article. I haven't gotten around to 
to reading about reading it yet. But what did you what did you write about this week? Uh, I, I was writing about the different audiences or uh, demographics per se that the XFL needs to target, and and I just put out five categories right there. Uh, you know that you may fit in, that I may fit in, that even Brian or Vince may fit in. But uh, it, it was actually a very quick article to write this week. So I, I think you're going to enjoy it whenever you have time to get around to it. Oh, I definitely will. And that's on the Patreon for free for anybody to read. And, of course, if you want to give to the Patreon, you'll have access to our bonus shows. We've got uh, a bonus. This is the XFL show coming up for the month. We've got not, this is not the XFL show out every week. And we're talking all the other football. The NFL draft is coming up next week. And we did a, a really thorough uh, mock draft and breakdown of the first round for that. And I want as it relates to the XFL, Brian, I want to ask you, how closely are you going to be watching the end of this year's NFL draft? Because I think I have a feeling we're going to see some potential XFL players get selected or not selected at the end rounds of this draft. Alan, uh, we went into detail about the the NFL draft on our Patreon on This Is Not The XFL Show. And then we also kind of reminisce on how it used to be, right, on Saturdays and Sundays when – when those were the good old days, right? You would sit down in front of your television for Saturday, you know, first three rounds, and then Sunday the first, the last four rounds. Finally, I think in a in a time where the XFL, I'm sorry, the NFL draft is on Thursdays and Fridays, Saturday means something once again, and we're going to sit down and enjoy the Saturday draft because I guarantee you, especially in the later rounds, some of those players are not going to be with NFL teams; they're going to be on XFL teams. So, so pay attention because you might see the uh, the XFL MVP be drafted next Saturday. <laughs> Wow, I I don't know if that that's gonna happen. You know me, I'm still betting on Chad Kelly. It's my pick if he's allowed in the league. We'll have to wait and see on him. Uh, last week's show was very fun. We had uh, some interesting words from Colin Cowherd and Darren Rovell on a, on a segment they did over on Fox Sports that kind of made it feel like the XFL is Fox bound. And uh, in not response to that, but kind of piggybacking on the speculation and the TV deal, Jake, this week, Oliver Luck did some interviews and he really pushed and reiterated two games will be terrestrial, two games will be cable when you're watching the XFL in 2020. Also, Saturdays and Sundays, which we've known about some Thursdays, but he really stressed and and put that out there again. And it sounds like just a couple of weeks away from a TV deal announcement. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be – I mean, we've been hearing that it's going to be soon for what seems like two months uh, right You know, now. we've heard – we've heard – I, I pay attention – you have to pay co- close attention to the verbiage used. And we've heard soon in the coming months. We've heard uh, shortly, but we haven't heard a couple weeks. And that's what we heard this week. So in two weeks, I anticipate a TV deal. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to see, but you're right. They are stressing, you know, they're making this apparently very simple. Simple, Like I said a number of episodes ago, you need to be able to sit down on your couch or your lazy boy recliner and use your television remote and be able to watch the game that way. You don't need to be getting out a tablet and casting it uh, to another screen. People just aren't going to watch it that way. We saw that with, with another league that I'm sure Bryant would like to remind us about. Jake, I will I will ask you this. Um, do you think it's important to have streaming capabilities on television on your tablet or phone? 
Like, is that a necessity? Only, uh, only if they're doubling what you can get on your television screen. Well, that's not what the AAF did, Alan, if you remember that correctly. It was a silent, uh, weird camera angle the entire time on the app. But I, I would say it's almost, uh, almost a necessity. You want to make sure people can catch these games remotely because not everybody does have cable. So that's something you definitely – but you don't want to make it your only option. But, yeah, it, it sounds like it's coming very soon, Alan. And he did put a – a more fixed timetable, I'll say, uh, but still very open up in the air. I, I, I still have the weekend of the of May 18th as, as the day we're going to hear all this. Yeah, Oliver Luck uh, did some really interesting interviews mm-hmm. this week. Uh, it was on CBS Sports Radio with on the DA show, Damon Amadolara, who I think did a really good job asking a lot of questions of Oliver Luck in relation to the AAF because obviously we're going to compare the two, and Oliver Luck was being asked more and more uh, this week about the AAF and why the XFL will succeed where the AAF failed. And I think Oliver Luck put it really well when he was talking to Yahoo Finance this week. He said, quote, I think what will set us apart from the other failed sport leagues will be really two things, time and money. And the money's there. The time is ticking away, but I think really we haven't missed a mark yet, have we, Jake? We're at six head coach general managers right now it's april of 2019 team presidents are also being selected which are going way under the radar and i think super important and we've stressed that as well i don't think we've missed a mark in terms of the timing of any decisions and events for the league yet no i don't really think so either but i mean you know we are 10 months away as we heard so you don't want to slow down you don't want to let off the gas you know this pace that they're going at uh, it, it's it's good, but you know February is going to be here before we know it. Absolutely, it's, it's going to create. It's, it's going to it's going to hit us like like a yeah. like a <laughs> ton of bricks or like a going across the middle, targeting it right to the helmet, and it's going to be February, Brian. But we got to be ready. <laughs> uh, it's going to hit uh, not as hard as 2019 hit the AAF, but it definitely is going <laughs> to hit hard low, as soon low. as it gets here. <laughs> but uh, there's there's so much you know. I think the most important thing right now is to get all your coaches finalized. Your TV deal is going to be great, but really that doesn't affect your on-field play. Uh, these players getting signed, uh, that's going to be key. Uh, this draft that's coming up, you know, there's going to be a lot of players who are available who might actually want to go to the XFL just for a chance to, to actually start. Um, and, and also the training camps. Training camps are going to start in January, I think is what we had heard before. So, so yeah, I think not much time, think it, but we're getting there. I think we might even see some camps before before that. I think I've, we've heard uh, September, October, maybe as early as that. And don't forget about players on college rosters who might not want to have to sit and not make any money. That think they might have a shot as well. So that is a very much a possibility. Uh, very important key dates coming up, but I think we're hitting the marks so far. So good for the XFL, and uh, the key thing for you to do. Our, our gentle listeners is of course to follow us at XFL show as we talk about the latest we react with you give us your reactions most importantly we love hearing from you we love your opinions we love whenever you tweet at us Facebook Instagram or call especially 724-565-4XFL to hit up the XFL fan line Bryant I know we got some good reactions to last week's show we talked a lot about the rules the TV deal the speculation about the coaches we got this week what did, what did you find that stuck out from uh, social media this week yeah and so a lot of um people were reacting to it's it's interesting because a lot of the reaction came before the show even was really completed the the coaches 
were announced really. So it, it, it's a little mixed because people went from rules to, Hey, let, let's talk about coaches. Uh, a lot of people wondering who these coaches were going to be. And also, uh, kind of questioning. Did, did anyone get it? Did anyone guess Gilbride or Hayes? Not beforehand. People were still pulling for you know Greg Schiano, uh, things like that. Uh, someone even still said uh, Rex Ryan. They were hoping for that. Um, but <laughs> people were enthused by these coaches. It's an interesting. We're getting into this conversation, Alan, because a lot of the, a lot of the reaction this week, and maybe we'll push this to the next segment, is uh, how the coaches are being received compared to what. Uh, was compared to the reactions when you know Stoops was was announced. Yeah, yeah, the national media is is a lot different. Stoops compared to anybody, really. But yeah, we'll get into the reactions for Gilbride and Hayes. Uh, I have my own opinions. I can't. I can't wait to uh, get some things off my chest that I've been waiting for. L- love this week. Double coach coaches uh, announcements and uh, more to come. L.A. and Houston up next. Hey, Brainiacs, it's Long Allen Ice-T. This week on Brainbuster Radio, after the superstar shakeup, we're going to shake things up and talk a lot about the new look Raw and SmackDown, plus all the rumors surrounding the all-elite wrestling television deal at the Brainbusters on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Junior, and Facebook. But right now, what's up next are two key important items for the week as we go into this week's cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. First up, a denial from a possible XFL head coach that he was even offered or in contact with the league. CBS's Jason LaConfora tweeted out that he was hearing Jeff Fisher was going to take the Houston job in the XFL. Jeff Fisher promptly responded to the well-respected NFL insider Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. And Jeff Fisher said, false news that I'm headed to XFL Houston. Maybe get better sources. Laughing emoji face. Have a great Thursday. Close. Close. It was laughing emoji sideway face, but you're fine. Sideway face. Sorry. I don't know the... See, I know what the emojis tell me. I know the emotions that they evoke. I don't know the proper names for the emojis. I do know that Jeff Fisher totally body slammed Jason Lockenfora (laughs) in terms of Twitter right there because he shot him down. He Jason Lockenfora, Jake, to put it in some a way that you would understand, was firing up this comeback and he just got shut down. Kind of like that that Shane Taylor wrestling match you and I were watching last weekend. Yeah, you're right. I, but I mean, listen, what? Either either he does not have the job, and he's telling the truth, or he was offered the job and accepted it, but he can't let the cat out of the bag yet. You know that that's that's all it really comes down to. I mean, what do you? If he did accept the job, what do you? What would you? You know, would you want him to say why? Yeah, you know, I mean, you you don't call out somebody like that if you have the job. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not you, you know that's not a ha ha ha. Well, no, I really don't. No, I mean no. If he has, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So if he doesn't have this job, because you don't call out a, a reputable source in the football community and say, hey, uh, no, you're uh, you're wrong. Get better sources. Like that's that's not what you do. So he doesn't have this job, and I think that's okay. That's fine. No one's complaining that Jeff Fisher is not going to be a coach in the XFL. Um, at least not the St. Louis fans. St. But, Louis fans are, <laughs> even if you're not happy about Jonathan Hayes, 
you're very happy that it's not Jeff Fisher. I know you. I know you, St. Louis football <laughs> fan. So congratulations. It is that uh, any, anybody but scenario, right? Almost. It is. Are it you, is. Are, are but, you sure but, that, that they wouldn't relish him coming into their dome just, you know, just for the reaction that they would no. give him? It's it's too it's too neg- it's a negative connotation to him compared, you know, with the with the Rams. And even though it wasn't his fault, it's not like it was, you know, his reasoning for for why that team left, but there, there's too much bad memories there for um for the St. Louis fans to actually enjoy this man. Well, the the good thing if Jeff Fisher was an XFL coach, it'd be impossible for him to go 8 and 8. This is only 10 games. <laughs> I guess he'd go 5 and 5, but Jeff Fisher apparently is hold rumors he's just holding out for an NFL job. Do you is that even possible, Jake? Do you ever see that man coaching in the NFL again? I mean, with some, you know, with some of the coaches that they had or that they just recently let go the past season, I really don't think it's out of the question. You know, it's this guy was very successful. They hired in John Gruden after he was out of the business for ten yeah. years. It's and it gave would, him ten years. It, it would be insane <laughs> to me if he did, but we can't forget about the good he did as well. I mean, he did get uh, Tennessee to a Super Bowl. That they were, you know, Houston would win the job. He, Houston would be the job, right, Alan? I mean, that's where he had his most. Like he was yeah. the Houston coach right before they went to Tennessee, so that makes uh-huh. sense. But it does. And long, long tenured history. He's he's seen success. He is a professional football coach, uh, you know, as much as you can be one. So I would understand it for the XFL for sure. Would not mind it. Uh, for the NFL, I don't know. Uh, you're right, Jake. Th- crazier things have happened. Uh, Brian, side note, did you know that you played football with Jeff Fisher's nephew? Yes, I did, actually. Yeah, Quite a few yeah. of them. They used to wear Tennessee Titans gear all the damn time. <laughs> yeah, at so our high school. Very, never hit it. Never hit the fact that that was uh, a fact. In Southern California. You're right. They did. I, I, I forgot that it's. they would remind There was like three everybody. of them. There was like three My, brothers. So they our uncle were. is Jeff Fisher. <laughs> We'd say great. Yeah, cool, man. Nice, nice Titans jacket. Like <laughs> uh, but uh, Jeff Fisher, not in the XFL. Neither is Mike Martz. No Mike Martz contact. No rumors. Not co- No negotiations. Not in talks to join the league, even though he is available now that the AAF's done. Brian, are you, are you surprised at all? I, I'm only surprised. Here's where I'm surprised is because I thought that perhaps the XFL didn't have their last four coaches, but it sounds like they really did. Maybe they were finalizing things, checking, you know, you know, background checks, things of that nature, um, because maybe some of these positions would still be available. Maybe there is no room for any of these AAF coaches, and we'll get into that as well in a little bit. But do you reach out to Mike Martz if you've already had a coach for a team? And possibly switch that out. I don't think that 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 plays well. So I'm going to say I'm not surprised because I think they already have all these coaches uh, prepared. Yeah, same here. I've I've thought that since uh, you know they announced Stoops. If, I mean the the negotiations were probably already underway. I never once thought, oh no, the XFL's losing out on guys or probably ha- hit a snag or there's some sort of snafu with trying to get a guy in a certain city. 
uh, that might have gone on, but I don't think there's any there's ever been any danger in terms of uh, not getting the guys they wanted to coach these teams. I don't feel like a backup, a second choice has been picked yet for any team. I, and I feel like if it has, the XFL's done a hell of a job, Jake, of of hiding that fact and and showing any kind of weakness in terms of the ability to get guys to coach their teams. Yeah, you know, you're right. They they would be doing a a good job hiding it. Uh, we do have what what is it? We're just saying two coaches yet left, right? L.A. and Houston. L.A. and Houston. Do you think they're saving L.A. for last because it's it's a big Hollywood guy? <laughs> who would it? What do you mean, like a big Hollywood guy? Who would that even be? Who would constitute as a big Hollywood guy? A big John Hollywood Madden? guy? <laughs> the Rock? Well, yes, those are big Hollywood guys, but I think those guys are out of they're out of the question. I mean, anyone on Bob Stoops' level, I guess. But uh, Jake, are you hoping that it's somebody that like there was a Hollywood movie portrayed, and, and now he's ready to come back and coach like like I don't know like like Coach uh, Boone from Remember the Titans? And so they come back and and coach the that, that would be the LA team. I'm not sure there's anybody out there like that right now. <laughs> Dick Vermeil was Dick Vermeil the coach in Invincible. Dick Vermeil is like 92, isn't he? What about hey, hey. what about Billy Bob Thorne? Wasn't he the coach on like Friday Night Lights or something like that? He's an actor. Back. We're talking about coaches. <laughs> well, I'm and, just trying to understand what he wants. Big you know, with names. You know, Jake, 90 is just an is just the number. Okay, uh, Larry Brown was just coaching basketball in Italy, and he's like seventy-eight. So that's not never 90. say never. Uh, it's not ninety's the new seventy-eight. My pick's Marv Levy. Marv Levy, former Bills coach, who's definitely got to be over eighty-five. Uh, no, I don't know. I definitely think LA's coming next, Jake. I think that's Houston's going to be the last one. All Houston's right. the I, one everyone's speculating on. Houston's had names of, uh, apparently tied to it. Uh, I think Houston will be the last one. I think we're going to get L.A. F- uh, next, but probably not this coming week. It didn't sound like it, at least from Oliver Luck's interviews. Uh, probably want to take a week off after the uh, double dip. Uh, si- second part here of our cover, too, though, um, going you know e- into f- other coaches here, uh, Oliver Luck on radio this week said he did uh, – receive word he got uh texts or phone calls he didn't say which but he was uh messaged by mike singletary mike riley and other aaf coaches uh reaching out to him about the league do you either of you think one of these last two spots could go to one of the aaf head coaches i don't think so because you've got to have something in place already I mean, they're both coaches are the other coaches are probably going to be announced within what at the most six weeks. I would say uh, the, these deals are probably in place already or as good as in place. I, I don't think they're going to start. You know, okay, we've got to name a Houston coach in two weeks. You know, let's let's all hands on deck. I think these things are basically finalized. How about you, Brian? Yeah, for the same reasons we just kind of talked about that. These coaches are, are probably already were signed, sealed, and delivered. They were probably in that tinted window booth in the uh, uh, in Austin, Texas, during the spring league, so nobody could actually see them. Um, the XFL just waiting for the right time or, or whatever plan they have in place for these coaches. You know, it would be great to have some of these coaches maybe on staffs, you know, and things like that, or have them as consultants. Anything like that never hurts. But as far as head coaches, 
I mean, Mike Singletary, don't get me wrong, going out there, he's a great defensive coach, and, and to have him teach your players would be a, would be huge. You know, because you got to remember this league, although it's separate entities, they're not separate until the draft. So to have some of these coaches available to you to help your players become better players, I don't see why that that's not something that you can can't reach out to you know Singletary or, or Riley or even Martz and say, hey, help me make these teams better. You're not the head coach of any of these, but but until the draft, we are just one big team. So that, I can see that capacity, but as far as head coaches and things like that, I don't see that happening. Yeah, and if you want to put these guys on a coaching staff, there's still a lot of time to do that. But head coach, no way. I, 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 I'm with you guys. I don't think one of these AAF guys is going to be the head, the head person in charge uh, of any of the XFL teams. It's, it's going to be someone that is either already was at the spring league, like you said, Brian, or someone that they've been in talks with. And I'm leaning towards what, these last two spots going to what we saw this week. One tenured person and someone who's going to get their shot. I do think the XFL needs to have another head coach uh, who is going to really, it's going to be their first big gig. Like Pep Hamilton's getting their shot, like Jonathan Hayes is getting their shot. I'd like to see kind of an even balance of the grizzled veteran head coaches and the new blood you know, rising to this spot from assistant roles or coordinator roles. So that's what I'm hoping is one, one tenured guy, one new, uh, you know, uh, up and comer. Um, but like you, I don't know which one of you just said it, but the, the team aspect of all these coaches are on the same team as of now. Uh, Janet Duke, the new team president of XFL New York actually put that really well this week in her, her press conference and her introduction uh, she shouted out all the other team presidents and said, I'm looking forward to you know many firsts with all of you because really on the field, you are all competitors. But th- this is a team effort. Uh, coaches, general managers, team presidents right now working together, uh, building this thing up from the ground floor, as Kevin Gilbride said as well this week. So uh, that is going to be something to watch as well. How does everybody get along? And uh, so far – just excellent choices in terms of uh, quality football people. And uh, I'm super excited for these last two head coaches to be announced. No rumors whatsoever, just like last week. Uh, There were no rumors on last week's show to talk about, Brian. And and we ended up getting Gilbride and Hayes. What was your level of shock when we we got the two announcements? Uh, I'm not going to say my level of shot was high because at the same time, I, I, I didn't recognize the names. And I don't know what your recognizability of these names were. I know, Alan, you're more in-depth into, in terms of uh, of the names behind the scenes and, and coaches and things like that. And, and Jake, you too. I don't know how surprised you were. I was surprised that these things stayed under wraps for so long, you know, 24 hours before. We almost didn't even know at that point um, who these coaches were going to be. But, uh, you know, Kevin Gilbride, I, when I started looking him up, uh, and also um, Jonathan, um, excuse me, Jonathan Hayes. There we go. Uh, and, and we'll get into them again, like we said, but it, it's going to be more of these types of coaches. It's, it's not going to be your, your big flashy names, Alan. Um, like we said, it's, it's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be those tenured people that have, have put in the years, have put in the time, can be a good head coach and, and also have a specialty in mind. It's not a bad idea to have a, a like, you know, a, a offensive minded coach be your head coach because that's what you want to push in this league or a defensive minded coach for the same reasons. So, but yes, and it's a great, uh, interesting 
uh, aspect that Duke said about, you know, off the field, they have to work together because if, if the New York team is doing great outside the field, if the other seven aren't, it really doesn't matter. So they all have to kind of help each other become one big league rather than, you know, eight individual cities. That's that's the goal. I mean, you want you want to st- be the like, you know, in the AAF, for example, San Antonio and Orlando stood out in terms of how they marketed and got people to the to their stadiums. But if you are Janet Duke in New York, you want to see Seattle ha- have the same success you might be having. So that's where that team effort is going to really come into play. Innovative ideas that everybody could utilize on the business end and in terms of the football, uh, coming up with a rule book and ideas and uh, game plans and execution that is entertaining. Quality of the play, Jake. We know it is so key. What's going on, football fans? This is Bryant, and we just want to let you know, with the XFL returning in 2020, This Is The XFL Show is here to guide you every step of the way. Sign up right now to receive the latest news, exclusive content, discounts on merchandise, and all the football coverage you can handle on This Is The XFL Show's newsletter. Yes, go to our website, thisisthexflshow.com, check it out, sign up, and you can even win a free t-shirt. Check it out right now. Don't miss a thing from This Is The XFL Show. With that... Let's get into how just how quality of a hire was Kevin Gilbride. How quality of a hire was Jonathan Hayes. They are this week's hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, burn, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. We need cheese! We need you to fuck! Hey, Seattle! Hey! Hey! All right, XFL New York gets Kevin Gilbride. XFL St. Louis gets Jonathan Hayes. Two guys with. A ton of NFL experience. Let's start out with Kevin Gilbride, who was announced earlier in the week to be the head coach and general manager of XFL New York. Give you his resume real quick. Kevin Gilbride has been coaching football since 1974. Goodness gracious, it's a long time. And he's with the Giants from 2004 to 2013. Starting off as the quarterback coach. For a young Eli Manning, eventually graduating offensive coordinator, won two Super Bowls with the Giants. And I believe, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, that makes Kevin Gilbride our only coach in the XFL who has won a Super Bowl. Can you put your name on the line on that one? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Stoops hasn't won one. I know Tressman hasn't. Pep Hamilton was he with the Colts when they got there? Is that the only one I'm I'm unsure about? No, I don't think so because he was with he was more on the Luck era, right? He was he in was the Manning era. yeah, he exactly he was at Stanford and then Zorn. Did he ever win one as a player in Seattle? <laughs> oh no, no, I'm sorry, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think you might be right. I think I'm right. I'm, I'm put my I'm putting it out on the line there. Yeah, if I'm wrong, fact, one of our listeners will call me out. Yeah, we could do the old Ron Burgundy fact check after the show if uh, if one of our listeners wants, wants to let me know. But I I believe that makes Kevin Gilbride the only Super Bowl winner head coach. If not, 
I'd say for sure the most successful in terms of uh, hardware that he's won at, at in professional football, Jake. And that is by far the most impressive. This is a man who is a part of a staff that beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you can always appreciate that. Uh, you know, Kevin Gilbride, I, you know, watching that press conference, I, it was very different between the two head coaches. And Kevin Gilbride was calm, uh, cool, and collected. And uh, Jonathan Hayes looked like he had ants in his pants. Honestly, He's nervous. He's nervous. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would, buy, I would be too. But if I was, He's a first timer. This Kevin Gilbride was the head coach at, with the San Diego Chargers. He's been an OC in New York City. I mean, he is used to this. Jonathan Hayes is finally getting his shot, Jake. He's finally getting his hype, his due. He was really excited. Yeah, he was really excited. But yeah, Kevin Gilbride, I really liked what he said. Uh, you know, whenever you have a good quarterback, you, you can tell this guy can really get stuff done. And uh, we'll see if he can get it done in the Big Apple. Well, let's stay on Kevin Gilbride real quick. We to- told you some of his uh, resume. One other piece of his resume I think is very important here uh, is that he was the Steelers offensive coordinator, Bryant, in, not from 99 to 2000. More important than that, a young Allen, myself, got his autograph at Steelers training camp one year. And I, when he signed my football, my pap said, what the hell did you have him sign that for? Throw that away. That's not worth anything. <laughs> he was not a fan of Kevin Gilbride. But I was, and, and I knew one day he'd beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. But Kevin Gilbride, I think, Jake, uh, you, you said two di- they were very different press conferences. Kevin Gilbride's press conference, comparing it to all the other press conferences so far, uh, was the most impressive to me in terms of a, a coach that seemed like he – he had really a, a good grasp of what the league was about. He had a ton of enthusiasm, has his stuff together, and is ready to get work done. Uh, he, he came off fantastic in that press conference to me. Uh, I'd put him at the top of the list if we're grading just the press conferences so far. Yeah, just the, you know, the appearance of it at least. We're still going to see what, you know, you can only do so much, uh, you know, with your team. And we'll, we'll have to see what kind of team he gets. Yeah, he, he his players, you know, are going to eventually uh, determine what kind of coach he is. But in terms of, you know, not really stammering and understanding the concept of the league and talking about being on the ground floor of the XFL, Bryant, uh, Kevin Gilbride, uh, I think I think he fits like a glove uh, into the XFL. And I, I was kind of surprised because he is, I, I'd say, one of the more uh, prominent NFL figures of the last couple of decades in terms of offensive coordinators and winning big big football games it's a really good get for the league i think i agree i think you know again the name didn't pop off the the phone screen when i saw it being rumored and then announced yeah he's not bob stoops but who is but but a tenured a tenured guy with over you know i forget they mentioned how many years of coaching he had i don't know if it's on here it's not 1974 Um, 74 so it's that 40 some years of coaching experience plus that so his head coaching record doesn't really you know speak volumes he didn't make it through his second season as, as a head coach but but there's a lot there you know he he took he was a quarterbacks coach I believe for the 2007 championship he was a the offensive coordinator for the 2011 championship actually no it looks like he was a, not offensive coordinator. no quarterbacks and then offensive coordinator um, regardless Yes, tenured man, getting his opportunity to to coach again, 
and and he looks so excited, right? He his his family, his big family man, talked about how he he didn't really get to see his daughters grow up. Uh, you know, took a break from football. Now he's back, ready to to, to make those stories again with his grandchildren. I, I thought it was a very heartwarming story, and I actually enjoy this. Uh, it's a team name that I'm. It's a it's a name that the the New York market, I'm sure, uh, recognizes it very well, which which will help that market uh, as as if it didn't need any more help since it's the number one market in the world. But, and yeah. also, he you know he's going to look good on that sideline. This looks like a guy that is he's going to be comfortable. Uh, standing out on the sidelines in the cold weather. And he, he looks like a New York guy, you know, with that mustache and everything. It, there's going to be at least one time on television where we're going to see him yelling at somebody and spit's going to be flying out of his mouth. Well, uh, he, again, also falls in line with the trend of XFL coaches getting hired to cities that they have some kind of tie to. And, you know, Oliver Luck said initially that wasn't going to be a really important thing that they're going to, you know, that's going to determine who gets the coach where. But it, it, you think you think it ended up being that or do you think that's just how it's playing out? I, I do feel like there is some strategy in who's coaching these teams, Bryant. Yeah, I, I, I thought about this a few times because you're right. It was announced that, no, you know, ties to the community were not going to be an important thing for these coaches um i think i I would say it's a little coincidental that that everything is kind of lining itself out that way i can't imagine they put eight names out there and we're like okay how do we assign these oh each one of them has a tie to the to the community so do i think that that was the final deciding factor that they could only look at those coaches I'm, i'm gonna say no but i will say that uh they centralized their their search for for coaches in those communities yeah, the the five of the six, I'd say, are strong ties to their, their cities. Our next coach, though, for St. Louis, Jonathan Hayes, you know, not wasn't a St. Louis Ram, wasn't a St. Louis Cardinal, uh, played college ball at Iowa, played for the Chiefs, so he's got the Missouri, uh, you know, connection there, played for the Steelers as well, a tight end, uh, a guy, a grizzled veteran player who got into coaching, has ties to Bob Stoops, Coached at OU in the early 2000s, and then, oh my goodness, 15 years on the same staff in Cincinnati, 2003 to 2018, as the tight ends coach for Marvin Lewis. Jake, it's about damn time this guy's getting his shot. That is a long time to be coaching and doing the same job in in any professional football for well, any it, professional it football is. team. It is, but like you said, that was with Cincinnati. Uh, that's that's a team where you know you don't have to, you really don't have to do that much or put together winning seasons or have control of your team to keep your job. Now somehow they finally got rid of Marvin Lewis this past year, but yeah, fifteen you know fifteen years there as a tight end coach. Uh, I mean, I don't really remember Cincinnati being uh, renowned for their tight ends. Um, you know, more of their wide receivers, I guess. Yeah, Tyler Eifert, most recently, has uh, been all right and he got injured. And this is a guy that was just a, a very, very key member of that Marvin Lewis staff that lasted forever, Bryant. And, you know, the band broke up and he's landed on his feet. What'd you think of Jonathan Hayes' press conference? He is definitely, in terms of the hires, uh, the least recognizable name for the average football fan, having ne- never held a real 
big time role in terms of coordinating or being a general manager, a front office person, or even a head coach. Yeah, but you don't sit around on a, on an NFL professional team. I don't care which team that is for what was it, fifteen years or sixteen years as a coach, and not have something to to back that up, right? So. Uh, Jonathan Hayes, maybe he never got the offensive coordinator position that he wanted or, or, or even a head coaching or anything like that. But to be with a team that was so <laughs> one of the most interesting teams, I would say, in the league in terms of coaching. You're right. Marvin Lewis stayed there for so long. Um, but for Marvin Lewis to keep uh, Jonathan Hayes on staff for that long, I'd say says a lot. And and, and I like the hire. It's Again, it's someone who's going to be hungry to prove a point that they are a, a professional football coach. And they can take a team to the to the next level, and that's what he's going to do, you know. And 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 given this opportunity, he he was nervous. Jake, you mentioned how he he looked like he had ants in his pants. I don't blame him. It, it's a huge role. It's a huge responsibility. Something that the XFL is bestowing on him. Um, but he seems willing and able to to take this and run with it. And that's what the XFL needs: someone who's hungry. They don't want. Someone who's going to be looking for an NFL job after this. They want someone who's going to stick around for a while. And that, what I think, is uh, is is what they found in Jonathan Hayes. I would like to hear what some of our uh, you know vocal St. Louis fans have to say about this. Because, the, you know, they've promised that that dome is going to be loud. And there's going to be a lot of guy inside of it. I'd like to, I'd really like to know if anybody's out there listening, what they think about this coaching company. <laughs> Well, Jake, I will say that, and I'll bring it out now. There were a few uh, mentions of of him. Um, somebody did say, unfortunately, I hope it's not this nobody from the Bengals. Uh, I, I think the expectations were too high uh, for 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 the St. Louis community in general. Um, but at the same time, if you're going to bring in a no name coach, and I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, I just mean that in a recognizable way, uh, St. Louis is where you're going to do it, and I'll tell you why because. They're not really interested in in the coaches and all that. They might say that now. The diehards might wonder why they're not getting bigger names. But, but St. Louis wants football. And and they're going to fill that down, whether it's Marvin Lewis, whether it's Jonathan Hayes, whether it's, you know, if Bob Stoops gets traded to the St. Louis team. Whatever happens, doesn't matter. The, the, the St. Louis fans are going to flock to that dome because it's football in St. Louis, and that's what they're really passionate about. I'm excited for the Jonathan Hayes hire because I want coaches – like him, guys who have not been head coaches. I want guys getting their shot. It's what this league's about, innovating. No matter what your experience is, as long as you're a football person who's paid your dues, and he definitely has, I love that. I love the fact that he was on a Stoops staff, so that means when Dallas and St. Louis get down, we've got a personal, built-in personal issues there, Jake. And not like the bad kind, but just you know, friendly competition, but... We need balance. We don't want all. We don't want, you know, coaches who have been around forever and are just looking for another uh, moment in the sun all over the league. We want some of those. We want a Bob Stoops. We want another a guy who's looking to get reinvigorated. But you also want a Pep Hamilton. You want a Jonathan Hayes. Two guys who are stepping up to the head coaching ranks, looking to prove themselves. You want Kevin Gilbride looking to right the wrongs of his head coaching past. Same with Jim Zorn. And Mark Trestman, you want you get a quality head coach who's who's had great success in the CFL. Can't underestimate uh, what he's done 
as a coordinator in the NFL, but also as a head coach in CFL. So it's a good balance of different styles, different types of coaches with different histories. And Jonathan Hayes fits in line with that. This hire did not need to be a Mike Martz. And I don't think you're I think you're right. St. Louis fans of any market, they they should have. I don't want to say lower expectations for their coach because it's not like we no. got a lowly hire. It's just you don't need the splashy big name head coach. You need a you're St. Louis, you're hungry for football. It was taken away from you. You should want a coach who is hungry to prove himself as a head coach, is someone who's looking to step up, someone looking to make a name for himself in a new role. That's what you got. Someone who fits in line with exactly what St. Louis is doing in this league. Uh, a city that is looking to take football back. And uh, it's it really, as well as Kevin Gilbride fits in in New York, I think Jonathan Hayes fits in well in St. Louis. And this week we've got two more good head coaching general manager hires. Alan, I will say this too. Um, in, in that same context, I will say that's probably why Dallas got Bob Soups. Dallas is probably going to be your most, your hardest market to please in terms of if you're not good. You know, Dallas. Dallas is critical about their 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 Cowboys, and and getting Bob Soups helps create buzz and, and saying, hey, this K community, this is serious. So you're right. St. Louis has other advantages. I'm talking about St. Louis, the XFL team has other advantages. Not having to worry too much about. Um, I'm not saying that they slacked or anything like that. I'm just saying that they had some room to to to, to make a a less splashy move in St. Louis. And, and Jake, also to your point, you're right. You know, you, maybe Cincinnati wasn't well known for their tight ends, but in the XFL, tight end could be the best position on the field. We don't know the rules, so maybe this is why also they hired him to get a another position that's well coached in the XFL because. You know he's he's looking at the rules, potential rule book. Those two point conversions with uh, with with a tight end can be crucial in this league, and maybe that's why he also got hired. So there's a lot of reasons why Jonathan Hayes was hired. We might not know them all until you know until April of 2020, um, rather than in April of 2019. Yeah, it is St. Louis versus the world. Uh, that's that's the early storyline in this XFL season. <laughs> Oh, oh it, it's gonna be it's gonna be like that uh, all 2022, I think, as well, Jake. This is a, this, it's gonna be fun. St. Louis is gonna be the team with the chip on their shoulder. Dallas is gonna be the cocky team because they got big Bob Stoops as their coach. I will dispute you. I think New York's the hardest market to please in in any sport, Bryant. But uh, they got Kevin Gilbride, who I think's equipped to do just that, and uh, it's. It's really a playing out well. So that leaves Houston and L.A. I mean, it has to be a Hollywood-type coach. If these coaches are all <laughs> fitting in line with their cities, who are we get? I think we're going to get a big, fat guy in Houston and some, and just maybe a, a, a really chiseled jaw, maybe George Clooney-type looking guy in L.A. Or maybe someone who's just... I'm hoping for John Point. To be, under, to be 100% honest. I, I think we're going to get a coach in L.A. who wants to uh, ban the handoff and only wants passing. We're going to get some kind of crazy <laughs> offensive-minded coach in L.A. I don't know. I don't, I have no, there's no, it's tough to speculate. There's no rumors. Um, it's going to be fun, though. We've got probably a couple weeks to do that. But we have a six of the eight head coach, general managers. Let us know what you think, everybody, about – Jonathan Hayes in St. Louis, Kevin Gilbride in New York at XFL Show 
on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, the website, this is the XFL show.com. Listen to the podcast anywhere and everywhere, any platform available. Subscribe, leave reviews if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. That really helps the show. And of course, Patreon is uh, blowing up with all kinds of content. Is it is it time yet, Brian, to uh, rank the head coaches yet from best to worst hire? We've still been waiting for eight, right? So do we have to wait for all eight? A- Can't we just start now and then adjust? I, I want to start ranking these guys. Well, if you go over to our Patreon now, we did do some rankings already. We ranked the cities from best to worst. That was an interesting conversation. Jake, you were a part of that. Um, And then I think our our February uh, bonus episode is still out there. And if I remember, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, guys. (laughs) Our February bonus episode, we uh, spoke of cities. We ranked the cities, cities, didn't we? Yeah, no, one of them we ranked the cities, and prior to that we ranked or we named the uh, the mascot. Oh, the or names! The yes, thank names. you. The team names. So that that's also we haven't even talked about team names, and how a lot a lot of people when when these announcements get made, they're like, "Okay, cool, but what's the team name?" Well, we discussed that on our Patreon as well, so go over there and check it out. Uh, uh, but those are another thing that we're we're going to have to wait for at some point this summer. I'll have a lot to say about that. I think that I guess that's just the. Is that an American thing that we need team names? Because, you know, in in soccer, Brian, they don't even na- have mascots. They're just called the city's football club. We can't just keep – we're not allowed to just keep it XFL St. Louis? Is that not acceptable? XF – I mean, I think you would have to be like S- STL – man, what would it be? It would be STL or – you're going to sell a lot more merch with a stallion on it than a shirt. Yeah. Just the XFL, you St. Mean, Louis. And uh, well, I mean, you're just think about all the Sasquatch dolls they're going to sell in Seattle. They're not doing that. Yes, <laughs> you can still Sasquatch. have a mascot even if you don't have a team name. So that, they can be called, you know, you need, uh, yeah, I Seattle and saw the Sasquatch up there. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's. That's so far down the line for me. That, that's not a part of the marks we need to be it's hitting. Not a make we or need, break. We need two more coaches here, everybody. We need some team presidents, and Three we need to. We've, we need some players. We need we need we need all that before team names, if you ask me. But I don't know. Maybe I'll have to write something up on the Patreon. I think I'm due for something. Thanks to everybody who gives to the Patreon. Uh, Will Joss. Uh, Russ, all all the good friends yeah, of the show, Thank you everybody given we life <laughs> life changer. Everybody given to the Patreon, really helping us out immensely, uh, making it so much easier to do more content, making it more fun to do content, and helping us spread the good word of the XFL, which is what we're all about here. Tell your friends if they're interested. They said, "Oh man, that AAF it went under. Spring League's dead." You tell them, "No, it ain't." Just wait for 2020. And if you want to ride on that road to 2020, listen to the This is the XFL Show. We're here for you. Uh, you guys got anything left to say? Uh, I will say hopefully next week we are talking uh, a new coach as well. I, I like this momentum. Let's keep it rolling. I do too, but I'm going to predict no coaches or TV announcements. Uh, we're going to take a week off. More game planning uh, in, in oh, the office. That's my too. guess. Draft, draft week by week. Right. Yeah, NFL draft is going on. A lot of got to focus on the players and the and the scouting aspects of that. So our advice is uh, get ready for that weekend. The late rounds are going to be so crucial if you're an XFL fan. Keep an eye on all those players. Uh, Jake, 
Got anything? Uh, happy Easter, everyone. Yes, yes. Hap- happy football to everybody as well. Spring football. It's alive and it's well. We'll talk to you next week. For Jake, for Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.